my beloved brethren, depending on from where you're listening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Today, our lesson is all concerning do not judge. Before we start, I'd like to give you an introduction on this topic. You always hear, do not judge others. But judging others is an instinct. It is part of human nature and we are all a little judgmental at times. For the most part, we are doing so for survival. We want to surround ourselves with people whom we can trust because it makes us feel safe and secure. We push away those we deem untrustworthy because we fear they may harm us. We judge or evaluate life experiences, situations, things, opinions, thoughts, and people based on the values, emotions, and logic we were taught. We all judge. We are predisposed to this natural tendency. Our binary view of the world around us necessitate us to be either right or wrong. So we tend to judge. Why do we judge others so quickly? According to a new study published in the Journal of Neuroscience, the brain immediately determines how trustworthy a face is before it's fully perceived, which supports the fact that we make very fast judgments about people. It takes just one-tenth of a second for us to judge someone and make a first impression. When we judge people from a negative perspective, we are doing it to make ourselves feel better. And as a result, the judgment is likely to be harmful to both of us. To express a bad opinion of someone's behavior, often because we think we are better than them. We have no right to judge other people because of what they look like or what they believe. But it goes deeper than just declaring judgment on someone. We shouldn't be making up punishment for people in our minds. We could be reaping something that we have sown from judging someone else. Do not judge unsympathetically or hypocritically. We should not pass judgment on others. This duty is only reserved for Yahuwah, our God. Judgment shouldn't be made before the time of judgment has come. And assuredly, we shouldn't judge or exceed what is written in the Holy Scriptures. How do we deal with highly judgmental people? Well, to deal with these people, 
The best way to do that is by not taking anything personally. By being compassionate, by looking at it as a life, a life lesson, by not sinking down to their level, by looking beyond the obvious, by seeing them as if they were a child, by having an attitude of gratitude. And finally, by focusing our attention on other people who love and support us. The verses in the Bible about judging others don't beat around the bush. They are very explicit and clear. To start with our lessons, what did our Lord Yahusha teach us about judging? In the book of Matthew chapter seven, verse one down to two, we can read the following. Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measures you use, it will be measured to you. So what did our Lord Yahusha teach us about judging? Our Lord Yahusha teaches us that we must not judge. Yahusha is here warning us that there's a consequence to judgment. What is the warning of our Lord Yahusha? The warning is that in the same way we judge others, we too will be judged. And with the same measures we use for others, it will also be used to measure us. So right judgment is necessary, while hypocritical or shallow judgment is wrong. Lack of humility and grace is how we perceive others, leads us to wrongly declare one person righteousness worthy and another person unworthy, merely based on our assumptions. To judge in this way, is to assume authority over others that Yahuwah has not given us. In the end, Yahuwah will judge those who judge in this way. Does it mean it is wrong to make a judgment? In the book of John chapter seven, verse 24, we can read, do not judge according to appearances, but judge with righteous judgment. Does it mean it is wrong to make judgments? No, it is not wrong to make judgments. However, it is what kind of judgment do we make? What kind of judgment are we making? When having to make a judgment, our Lord Yahusha teaches us that we should make a righteous judgment. Why did Yahusha say this? Yahusha said this because at the time, the religious leaders of Jerusalem were providing resistance and rebellion against him, not because of the knowledge, but for the simple fact that they were judging him based on his appearance. 
The reason why he concluded with a powerful statement about the need to use righteous judgment rather than shallow appearances. That's why Yahushua also said, do not judge according to appearance. Followers of Yahusha must be careful to make the right judgments instead of judging others by external appearance. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. Men love to focus on appearances because they can feel they are righteous without having to let Yahuwah into their hearts where sins dwells and will be painful and toilsome to deal with. What is righteous judgment? In the first book of Corinthians chapter two, verse 15, we can read the following. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. What is righteous judgment? Righteous judgment is the use of proper evaluation. Who can make a proper evaluation of all things? According to Apostle Paul, he teaches us that only those who are blessed by Yahuwah's Holy Spirit are given the capacity and understanding of spiritual matters and can examine or evaluate everything. That is, they can assess both things of the material world known by human wisdom and spiritual things only known with the help of Yahuwah's spirit. For the same reason, the spiritual person cannot be correctly examined or investigated by those who do not have the help of the Holy Spirit. Non-believers are not able to see, to truly see the spiritual part of a person who is a believer and blessed with Yahuwah's spirit. That's why they cannot understand Yahuwah's plan for salvation through faith in Yahusha, Hamashiach. They can grasp things intellectually, but that does not mean they can attain spiritual understanding. They can't understand or believe anything beyond the material world. What do those who are spiritual use to evaluate all things? In the second book of Timothy chapter three, verse 15 down to 17, we can find the answer to this question. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Yahusha. All scriptures is inspired by Yahuwah and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Yahuwah uses it to prepare and equip his people to do 
every good work. So what do those who are spiritual use to evaluate all things? Those who are spiritual use the Holy Scriptures to evaluate all things. A proper evaluation must involve the proper use of scriptures. Why? Because all scriptures are perfect and inspired by Yahuwah. The scriptures are profitable to many areas of life. What can the scriptures reveal to us? The scriptures can reveal to us the wrong things. But we should also use the holy scriptures to learn how to control ourselves from being judgmental. When we say that someone who committed adultery is guilty of sin, that is judging with righteous judgment. Our King Yahusha does not forbid making evaluations of inappropriate or sinful behaviors that are based on the Bible. We are called upon to make these evaluations. So from the scriptures, we learn what is true, what is wrong, how to correct the wrong, and how to apply the truth. Yahuwah uses the scriptures to prepare and equip us to do good work. And what else? The scriptures give us the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Yahusha. What is the judgment? What is the judging that our Lord Yahusha forbids? We can find the answer in the book of Luke chapter 6, verse 37. Do not judge others and God will not judge you. Do not condemn others and God will not condemn you. So what is the judging that our Lord Yahusha forbids? Our Lord Yahusha forbids us from judging that involves condemning others. Throughout the Bible, there are two basic uses of the word church. What is one of the word, what, what is one of the word church? One use of the word church is to evaluate. And what is the order? The order is to condemn. As followers of Yahusha, we are called upon to evaluate or test all things, but we must leave the act of condemning to our King Yahusha. If we want to know what measure we are choosing to have Yahuwah measure us by, then all we need to do is look at the measure that we are using towards other people. The way we treat others reveal the way we want Yahuwah to treat us. If we are a forgiving and a forgiving spirit, we shall ourselves reap the benefit. Why must we never judge or condemn others? The answer to this question we can find in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 3 down to 5. Why 
Do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye? And pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a, there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So why must we never judge or condemn others? We must never judge or condemn others because we also are sinners. Because of this, what does our Lord Yahusha warn us not to do? Our Lord Yahusha warn us that we must not look at the speck of our brother's eye. What does it require to be able to see a speck in our brother's eye? To be able to see a speck in our brother's eye, we must go up close to him. But we must first remove the plank out of our eye so that we can see clearly to remove the speck from our brother's eye. We shouldn't be like these hypocrites who attack others for their small flaws while ignoring our massive ones. Some people are like that. They are called fault finders. What will happen if we purposely look for a speck in our brother's eye? We will find them because it is so easy to see someone else's fault. But when it comes to seeing our own faults, that is another story. We are all sinners with faults and bad habits. Why must we not take it upon ourselves to look for fault in our brethren, because that will make us hypocrites. If we make it our aim to look for fault in our brethren, then we have proven that our sin is much bigger than theirs. We must first focus on our weaknesses and the changes we need to make as we become aware of how our emotions, our actions and words affect others, we will likely discover that we contribute to the problems more than we realize. Why else must we not judge or condemn others? In the first book of Corinthians chapter four, verse three down to five, it is written, I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, judging, judge nothing before the anointed, appointed time. Wait till the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of man's heart. At that time, each will receive his praise from Yahuwah. Why else must we not judge or condemn others? We must not judge or condemn others because we lack the knowledge. 
We are in no position to judge others because we don't know the entire situation. We are not qualified to be the judge. Do we know their motives? Do we know how much they have suffered? Because of this, what did Apostle Paul say? Apostle Paul says a person's judgment matters little. Whose judgment matters? Only Yahuwah's judgment matters. Why? Because he knows all things, including the motives of man's heart. Thus, we must not judge or condemn one another because nothing shall be judged before the appointed time. When the Lord comes, he will bring to light what is hidden in the darkness and expose the motives of men's heart. However, this does not mean that we must not spiritually evaluate all things. My beloved brethren, the remaining part of this lesson will be brought to you by our beloved brother, John. I thank you. My beloved brothers and sisters in the faith, when our King Yahusha tells us, do not judge, we know, of course, that he was not referring to conducting spiritual evaluation. Rather, what he was referring to when he says, do not judge, is to judge in a sense that we condemn others or to bring them into punishment. We have no right to do that because we are also sinners. Sinners cannot condemn or judge their fellow sinners. However, what we are called upon to do in every waking moment of our life is to spiritually evaluate. We evaluate situations and we evaluate even the people that we come in contact with. This is why we often say to our children, be careful to choose the friends you hang out with. Sometimes they come back with that retort, oh, do not judge that. Do not judge, mom. We should not be judging people that way. However, what we want them to do is not to judge or to condemn, but to discern, to determine spiritually, to evaluate spiritually whether or not people we hang out with will be good for us or if it is for our, uh, if it's bad for us. This is why the Holy Bible tells us that bad companions ruins good character. And so we need to always apply this manner of judging, spiritually evaluating all things so that we can preserve our faith and our good standing with Yahuwah Abba. So what is the purpose of spiritually evaluating all things, especially when we have disagreements, misunderstanding with people, especially those whom we love? This is what our King Yahusha tells us in the book of Luke 6, 36 to 37. Be merciful, just as your father is merciful. Do not judge others and God will not judge you. Do not condemn others and God will not condemn you. Forgive others and God will forgive you. And so when we have misunderstandings with other people, disagreements and those sorts of things, how must we spiritually evaluate all things? Bible says the purpose of spiritually evaluating or judging all things 
during times of disagreement is not for the purpose of condemning, but for the purpose of reconciliation. But as human beings, what does our human instinct tell us to do? Like what was mentioned by Brother Ludwig a while ago, human beings have the instinctive nature to judge, right? To condemn others. It's just the way we are built. It's our human nature. However, what is the spiritual thing to do, which is what we must apply in our life? It is to show mercy and to provide forgiveness. It's not natural, but it's divine. It's not natural, but it is spiritual. And this is what Yahuwah God calls us to do. And so what must we do in case we find ourselves with in a misunderstanding with other people? Let us apply spiritual evaluation. We learned this, I think, in the worship service last week. When it comes to human beings and in, when it comes to disagreements with them, there's always two sides. We have a part to contribute in the problem, and so does the other person. And so what we need to do is to learn to evaluate spiritually for the purpose of reconciliation. What does reconciliation require? We need to show mercy, and we need to give forgiveness. Well, what if we are not willing to show mercy? What if we are not willing to impart forgiveness? The book of James chapter 2 and the verses 13, for God will not show mercy when he judges the person who has not been merciful. But mercy triumphs over judgment. Sometimes we are so inclined. We just feel like condemning the other person without any kind of compassion or mercy. But what is the warning of Yahuwah Abba? Those who act like that towards their fellow men. Bible says God will not show mercy when he judges us. We don't want to be judged by Abba. And so we should practice mercy and be willing to forgive even the unforgivable. But brother, this is exactly what I have done. But the, the person refuses my forgiveness. He does not want to reconcile. What do I need to do then? Brother, sister, I think the best thing to do is to give that person some space, space to grow, space to think about what has happened, and space so that Yahuwah God can work in his heart, in her heart, so that we can find once again an opportunity to reconcile and to be with one another. This is the, the purpose of spiritually evaluating all things so that we can be restored and be put right with Yahuwah Abba and Yahusha HaMashiach. Does it mean we're going to tolerate sin and wrongdoing? I want to ask all of you brothers and sisters with the following question. What if, this is a what if, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it might happen. What if a brother or a sister is caught in some kind of wrongdoing or sin? What will you do? Whoa, brother, I think I will not meddle in his or her life. I'll just let God take care of that. I'm not going to say anything. Perhaps this is what we think we ought to do, that we will leave God to judge this matter. But what does Apostle Paul instruct us to do? In case we find someone who is caught in wrongdoing. Let's read the book of Galatians, chapter 6 and the verses 1. My friends, if someone is caught in any kind of wrongdoing, those of you who are spiritual should set him right. But you must do it in a gentle way and keep an eye on yourselves 
so that you will not be tempted to. What must we do? In the event that we find someone, brother or sister in the assembly, who is caught in wrongdoing, Bible says we need to set him right. Why must he or she be set right? So that in the end, he or she will receive salvation and not condemnation from God. This is why if you truly love a person and you know this person is going the wrong direction, what are you going to do? You're going to warn him, aren't you? Sometimes when we're driving on the highway and then you see a car going opposite traffic, what do you want to do? You want to warn him, don't you? Sometimes when we're driving at night and a person doesn't have the headlights on, what do we do? We signal the person, turn on your headlights. Because if we will not do anything to warn this person, what might happen to that person? That person might get into an accident. We don't want anything bad to happen to our brothers and sisters. So if we truly love our brothers and sisters, when they are caught in wrongdoing, what is it that we must do? We must restore that person. We must set him or her right before God. Does it mean we're going to be looking for faults? No. You notice what Apostle Paul said? He said, if the person is caught in any kind of wrongdoing, it doesn't say we're going to go to his house and begin to look for sins, begin to look for faults. No, we are not to be fault finders, but there are times when Yahuwah God wants a person to be restored. And so what does he do? He will expose that person so that he will be caught in wrongdoing. When this happens, what does that mean? It means Yahuwah God wants us to be instruments, those who are spiritual, to be instruments in restoring that brother or sister. However, we have to be careful because when we encounter someone who is caught in wrongdoing, you know, it's a test for us. It actually reveals our character. It reveals whether or not we're spiritual or unspiritual. You know what an unspiritual person will do? When someone is caught in wrongdoing, what do you think he will do? Yeah, he will gossip, right? He will tell everyone about what he has uncovered. But the one who is spiritual, what will he do? He will restore that brother and sister. And how will he do it? He will do it gently. What does it mean to restore someone gently? You speak to him or her privately so that no one else is involved. So that the problem can be resolved in the right way. Always remembering that we too are sinners. Sinner does not have the right to condemn another sinner. A sinner, however, can work together with their fellow sinners to help each other become better people and become better children of Yahuwah Abba. This is what we must do. Restore one another gently. And who is the perfect example of one? Who restored with mercy someone who even deserved condemnation. Let's read the book of John, chapter 8, 4 down to 5. Teacher, they said to Yahushua, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. In our law, Moses commanded that such a woman must be stoned to death. Now, what do you say? And so here we have an example of the Pharisees. Perhaps the Pharisees were looking for faults, and they know this woman can be caught easily. And so they set a trap for this woman, and she was caught committing adultery. And so what do the Pharisees do? They bring them to Yahush, they bring her to Yahushua and asks Yahushua, 
to condemn this woman. Why? Because according to the law of Moses, she has to be stoned to death. And so when this woman was presented to Yahusha, our king, what was his response? What did he do? John 8, 7 to 11, as they stood there asking him questions, he straightened up and said to them, whichever one of you has committed no sin may throw the first stone at her. Then he bent over again and wrote on the ground. When they heard this, they all left one by one, the older ones first. Yahushua was left alone with the woman still standing there. He straightened up and said to her, where are they? Is there no one left to condemn you? No one, sir, she answered. Well, then, Yahushua said, I do not condemn you either. Go, but do not sin again. Who is the perfect example of one who restored gently someone who deserved to be punished? Our King Yahushua. After the Pharisees presented her to him, hoping that she would be condemned, Yahusha responded with compassion and mercy. What did he do? He asked the Pharisees, which one among you has no sin? Let him cast the first stone. What happened after he asked that question? One by one, those who condemned the woman left. Who was the only one left standing? Yahusha our king. Brethren, Yahushua, our king, does he have the right to condemn this woman? What is your answer? Absolutely. Because he's perfect. He is without sin. He can, with all authority, take a stone and stone that woman to death. But that's not what he did. Yahushua, our king, the holiest man who ever lived, Yahushua, our king, who had every right to condemn this person because he is to judge all. What did our king Yahushua do? He spoke to the woman gently and said to the woman, I do not condemn you, but do not sin again. That is restoration. That is the work of our king Yahushua. You know, if Yahushua was not like this, none of us would be here today. It is because our king, is so full of compassion that we are here today in his presence before the presence of Abba because he had mercy upon us when we were sinners. He gave up his life so that we can have this position we have today. We now belong to the family of Abba. Yahuwah God is our creator and he has become our father. So brothers and sisters, let us do the same thing. Let us do the work of reconciliation. Let us do the work of restoration. Let us be instruments to show mercy and kindness, even to people who do things against us. But sometimes as people, we commit sins. And so what must we do daily so that we too can be strengthened and restored? Let's read the final passage of our studies today. The book of Hebrews 4, 14 to 16 let us then hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we have a great high priest who has gone into the very presence of God. Yahusha, the son of God. Our high priest is not one who cannot feel sympathy for our weaknesses. On the contrary, we have a high priest who was tempted in every way that we are, but did not sin. 
Let us have confidence then and approach God's throne where there is grace. There we will receive mercy and find grace to help us just when we need it. Brothers and sisters, all of us as human beings, we all need restoration. The great restorer, Yahusha, our king, that's what he specializes in. And so what must we do? Let us bring ourselves into the presence of our king before his throne, the throne of grace. Why must we do this? Because whenever we approach our king, we will never leave empty-handed. And so when we go to him, let us ask him that he will restore us. But before he can restore, before he can give us grace and mercy that we need, especially now, what must we do? Bible says, let us go to him and approach him boldly, even though we are sinners. In other words, let us confess all of our sins to Yahusha, our king. If we're going to spiritually evaluate, let us begin with ourselves. Instead of looking for faults in other people, let us look for faults in our own life, in our own thinking. Because when we find faults in our own life and we present them to our King Yahusha, he, like a good doctor, he will heal us, restore us, and make us stronger than we were before. Why can we always approach Yahushua? Why can we always bold in going to him? Because he's the throne of grace and he can sympathize with our weaknesses. Yahushua, our king, knows everything about us. Everything that we can think about, everything that we feel, our king knows that. He knows who we are more than we even know ourselves. He knows the pains and sufferings we go through. He knows during those times when we have been berated when we have been persecuted, he knows and understands what it's like to feel lonely. And so he's always willing. He's always there for us to embrace us, to strengthen us, to give us the grace and mercy just when we need it the most. And so let us approach him. And when we approach him, let us open our hearts to him and allow him to fill us with his presence to strengthen and restore us to become more and more like him. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father, gracious Abba, Yahuwah Almighty, thank you so much for the opportunity to be restored. We know the purpose of spiritual evaluation. It is to preserve our faith and our relationship with you. Teach us to evaluate and test our own lives so that we can determine if we are still within the faith. Help us to be concerned about our spiritual life. May it be topmost priority because when you are our Abba, we know that our hope is intact. Father, please show mercy upon your people. Indeed, we need mercy. Who among us can stand before you to claim that we are perfect? None of us can, loving Abba. We confess to you our sins. Please forgive completely and cleanse us thoroughly from our iniquities. Father, teach us to also be spiritual in our relationships with our fellow men. 
especially our brothers and sisters in the assembly. We know how important this is to you because we all belong to just one family. Our brothers and sisters, they are your children. We all are equally your sons and daughters. When you see animosity of any kind, when you see misunderstanding, hateful statements made by one against the other, we know you are grieved from heaven above. We know what you want to see from all of us, that we are able to live together in peace, joy, and harmony. Teach us, loving Abba, to behave in such manner. Teach us, loving Abba, that we can always enforce your love and grace at all times in our life. Our King Yahushua, you are so merciful. If there is one who can accuse us of sin, it is you. You know everything about us. There's nothing we can hide from you. You know our secret thoughts. You know sometimes the hateful feelings in our heart. And so we approach you now. Remove them from our heart. Replace them with grace. Replace them with compassion. Most of all, dwell in our hearts. We want to prepare a place there for you. Because we want you always to dwell within us. Please, loving Mashiach. Even when we give up on ourselves sometimes, do not give up on us. You are the only one who knows us, yet loves us nonetheless, because you can sympathize with our weaknesses. Please be gracious to us now. We need your strength and wisdom. Teach us to be humble, loving Mashiach, to be like you, especially during times of trials that we can do what is right before your presence. Father, we ask you as brothers and sisters, may you heal your people throughout the world. All of us, because of our human nature, will fall prey to different kinds of sicknesses. We know this, but you are our Abba. We ask you, loving Father, those who are sick among us, whatever may it, it may be, may you heal us now. Restore us physically and restore us spiritually. Prepare us, loving Abba, for the coming of your son, which we know is soon. Help us to be strong. Help us to be faithful at all times. We believe, Father, you have listened to our prayers. We ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen.